0: Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings. And hold up before we begin. This podcast is just for you. You're hanging out with us, your besties. There will be swearing and explicit jokes. So pop those headphones in and let's get into the show.
1: Today's episode will literally change the trajectory of your family's life and change generational patterns of your family's lives to come. This one is a huge episode, a huge topic. We are talking about repair. Repairing after you fuck up. Because we're all gonna do it. We're all gonna fuck up. We're right. all gonna yell. And then here's where we swoop in with repair. Let's go.
0: If you follow us on Instagram, you know that Moki, my pug, he is my number one baby. He's my firstborn. I love him so much. But if I'm being really, really ever since having kids he doesn't get the attention that he used to i do my best but there's a lot going on but one thing that makes me feel really good is we recently switched his food to the farmer's dog and i cannot tell you how happy this little pug is every morning and every night when he's about to eat even my husband commented yesterday he's like i've never seen moki prance around so excited he loves this food and i've noticed a difference where he does look happier he has more energy he just looks like a healthier dog the farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh healthy dog food it's recommended by vets nutritionally balanced and it's made from human grade ingredients in safe clean kitchens Honestly, when you pour it, you can tell how real and how clean this food is. In hindsight now, I can really see how like traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed, and they can use so much lower quality ingredients than they claim to, and they're extremely difficult to portion accurately. And if you're using dry food or like, store-bought food, no guilt. I did it for a really long time, but I now notice such a difference since I've switched him which is why I'm here sharing the Farmer's Dog with you so you can incorporate it into your family. And one little detail that I love it makes life easier is the Farmer's Dog isn't just higher quality food, they also send you the right pre-portioned size specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. This makes it really easy to help your dog reach and stay at their ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. In fact, dogs at healthy weights can live as much as 16% longer than overweight ones. And that's two and a half years. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits from healthier coat and skin to better breath and even easier digestion and smaller, better poops. Yes, poops matter. A healthy diet isn't just important for humans. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash feelings. Let the farmer's dog know that we sent you. Use our code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box
1: finally, here we are. It's after bedtime, the kids are asleep, and it is time to get down. I'm Kristen.
0: And I'm Dina. We're the duo behind the ever-popular Instagram account Big Little Feelings, which
1: helps you navigate all things parenthood. But this is not a boring-ass parenting podcast. There will be inappropriate jokes. We will be getting down and dirty. So put those babies to bed, and let's have fun. Dina! What's up? Here you oh are. Oh my god! What a week! What a day, huh? Uh, of what course, and we're separate day?
0: because classic. Mm. My child's sick. When Can't are they be together?
1: When are they not? When Are they not? So we are separate. I was really looking forward to a little, a little wine, a little tea time mm. together in my basement. I'm here alone. I miss you. This I miss you
0: too. Maybe oh. after it spreads through my whole family one by one, week after week, <laughs> then we can be together again. And then
1: we have enough quarantining time between each other, though. So I will see you in approximately six weeks. And then by that exactly. time, I'm not even going to say what's going to happen, actually. I'm going to knock on all pieces of wood. I have to pause. I know we want to talk more about illness because it's so fun. I have to pause because. I'm looking at myself in this computer screen and I'm trying to do the thing that the youths do where, you know when they have just like incredibly glowy skin and it looks like they're wearing no makeup and granted they are the youth so like it probably is no makeup but I think they sell products to trick us old people into thinking we can do it and frankly it just looks like I'm sweating. It just looks like I'm sweating and I think... This might not be the youth the youth look might not be for me, is what I'm saying.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Okay. The dewy sweat glow. Yeah,
1: that's it. <laughs> it's cute. It's, it's not landing. Um I had I had to say that because now it's all I, I one can time
0: did for an event show a makeup artist, <laughs> yeah. Haley Bieber. Okay, and I was like, I wanna look like this. Look, she doesn't have makeup. And she's like, Bitch, do you understand that took three hours to do to her face? Yeah. That's she not- has like that it's was so natural. much work to get this look. Not and natural. I was like, oh,
1: that's pretty much every okay. time we have a makeup artist where I'm like, here we, and then at the end, I'm like, I, I'm not really understanding why I don't look like Kate Beckinsale yet. You know, I don't know where the disconnect is. And it's like, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's also not makeup, by the way. There it is. Um, next time I'm just going to show fresh face. That's what I'm saying. We're just going to wipe. We're going to wipe the sweat off. Hey, I think you're up.
0: beautiful no matter what. I just Thank want you, you to know
1: that. I feel like you are covered in other things right now, like a sweat, Germs. N- nose wiping. There's just <laughs> a different glow. Germs, okay, but that.
0: nothing, and I mean nothing, compares to the nightmare that was last week when we got rotavirus in Mexico.
1: I remember um it was, it was so sad. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> but you were
0: so lucky. we can laugh now. Can I was crying the whole time, so but we
1: can laugh now. Up. It's, so fucked, it's up. so fucked up. You were literally puking to
0: it oh, on I know. I was I was sorry. like wow this is the first the trip first time. where like I've got my shit together. You are going it. to enjoy this, this trip. And literally one hour into the plane ride, I look at him, I'm like, are you, wait, are you okay? Puking everywhere. Not okay. It's you not know?
1: okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. And then, and so no. then, oh yeah, that was bad. Then you guys were at the hospital. You spent most of the vacation at the hospital, which was lovely, oh, yeah. by the way, the hospital was lovely, but obviously being in the hospital. On the vacation,
0: quesadillas at that hospital. <laughs> I'm like, not even kidding. Fire. I might I might literally go back just for those. Like they were the silver lining. I've never had anything like it. And at the same time changing, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but like the diapers. Uh-huh. Oh, God. I mean, oh, rotavirus, God. you just, it's not pretty. Hmm. I'm not going to go there.
1: Um, Are you ever going back? Is my question. Like, where are you mentally? Because when my oldest right. got hand, foot mouth, and we were in Mexico. It had nothing to do with Mexico, by the way, and neither did no. rotavirus. Like Mexico no, wasn't we got the it from place. The like, yeah, it was from the yeah. United States of America. Like, thank you, Target is where she for sure got hand, foot, mouth. Um, bless Target, by the way, worth it. But I uh, <laughs> this is my trauma response. I did not travel for I think three and a half, maybe four years after that. I just was like abso fucking lutely not. Where do you feel? Like, are you gonna travel again soon? Um,
0: well, I'll start where I am positive, which is I used to feel so jealous seeing people take their kids to Europe. I was like, uh-huh. I want that. That's that's like my dream. Yeah. And now I'm like, that's no, that's never, never happening. happening. <laughs> that's out the window. I need yeah. five years okay. at least for okay. that one. Mm, and now I'm like there. I'm like, I need, you know, a few more sessions of therapy yeah. and then I'm ready to try this again. Cause yeah. I think a reparative experience could be great. This was really bad luck. Like It's It's just really really bad bad luck.
1: luck. Speaking of repair, that is what today's episode Mm -hmm. is about. Speaking of trauma, speaking of repair, our episode, I can't wait to get into it because I just don't think we give ourselves enough credit for being the first generation to apologize to our kids. That's right. I'm so ready to get into it. Yes, let's do it.
0: They were big believers that small, easy changes can have big results, and that goes for your skincare routine too. These days, it's so confusing to know what product works for this and that, and which work together in what order, so I'm just going to make it easy for you. The work system from Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, it's high-end skincare that's affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, by the way, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I do not have time to remember a 10-step routine. The work system is everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, with spring and summer around the corner, I love anything with sunscreen. Their tinted glow wonder screen with SPF 30 just came out in new shades, and it's amazing. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. Love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. DimeBeautyCO.com. It's about time you've checked out Dime. Families have a lot going on.
1: To our kids. I feel like we're going to go way beyond that. Like apologizing in general. Our partners. Our parents. It's going to go real big. But I feel like the first place we have to start is why we're apologizing. Which is we fuck up. Like we fuck up as parents. Dina. We all do it. You we fuck all do it.
0: up. I'm a literal therapist. Yep. And I've done it. Yeah, we just like run out of bandwidth. Yep. We hit our limits.
1: Yep. And so we, we, it could be anything, right? I mean, we could yell. We could be a little scary. We could be, I mean, anything, right? And
0: you say something you don't mean.
1: You say something you don't mean. I'm just, what I'm doing right now is I'm just going through the mental, I think we all have that mental checklist of the things that we feel horribly guilty about and that no one else for sure is doing, but we're, all doing it let's start there we're all making mistakes we're all fucking up we're all feeling guilty at the end of the day even though we really shouldn't but we'll get to that later it feels terrible right it feels oh it feels
0: horrible i can recount the times like sitting after bedtime i just sit on my couch and i loop on it Mm, i'm like why the fuck did i do that why couldn't Mm. i just you know like take a breath do better be better say better it just eats at me
1: I feel like the difference too is like, that's where it starts, right? And I think that's okay, right? Brene Brown, prayer hands, Brene Brown. The whole thing is that's okay. Like, we can feel guilty and we can feel like, wow, that was a mistake. I really fucked up today. I shouldn't have done that today. But then where it gets really dangerous is right after that, is when you're like, so I am a piece of shit, worthless mother. I'm the worst dad in the world. I shouldn't even be a parent. Why did I do this? I'm fucking them up forever. They're gonna be ruined. Are they ever gonna bub 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 bub? And right, isn't that the key difference? A shame when it, hole. A shame hole. So guilt sucks you right? in. Allow it. We're okay with it. We're gonna notice it. I feel guilty that I did this today. Very different than I am. Like, fuck the yeah. I am statements. That is not true. I the agree. Truth. Fuck the shame. Ooh. Can get out
0: of here. But guilt, actually, like you're saying, guilt means you care. Yeah. Like, you wish you did it differently. You feel bad. And guess what? The whole point of this episode Mm -hmm. is that you can actually repair it. Like nothing is damaged and you are not damaged for sure.
1: And also some perspective. Parenting is the only fucking job in the entire world that I feel like we don't give ourselves any wiggle room at all. Think about it. If you went into your office, like 80% of the time, or I don't know if you're more like me, 50% of the time, like, you got it, you're good, you're great, and then, like, you're going to fuck up, you're going to make a mistake, you're going to send a typo, you're going to forget to send an email, you're going to fuck up, and it's not going to, like debilitate you and say like working out you're gonna miss a workout here or there you're gonna you know like oh wait so you're saying you're human okay got it noted (laughs) yeah and in parenting I feel like it's the one thing in the entire world that we just have no leniency for ourselves at all like zero Agreed. Okay. Agreed. That is a really good point. Yeah. Well, let's start there. Let's start there. Okay. So we're aiming for like 80% of the time. Well, that's actually pretty high. I feel like 70% of the time, you know, we're doing okay. And we'll try to get there. And 30% of the time, like, we're going to fuck up. And then when we fuck up, here's where we really want to focus in on. The power of apologizing as a parent. As a parent to a child (sighs) I feel like this just does not get enough, um, I don't want to call it credit, but it doesn't get enough credit in our eyes. You know, like we focus so hard on the bad thing that we don't realize the weight of what we're doing by apologizing to our children after we have fucked up. Oh, yeah. Let's even just pause for one fucking second before we get into actually apologizing to our kids, how we should go about apologizing, when we should apologize, the benefits of it. I want to pause for one second and talk to the little listener and little Dina and little Kristen and little all of us and think for one second what it would feel like to hear your parents ever have said, I'm sorry. Did you ever get... And I'm sorry, you know. Whether that was in the moment in childhood, it happens. Mom yelled, Dad yelled, whatever it was. Did you get the comeback after and the I'm sorry? Oh, girl. No, I did not. <laughs> Do we have time on this podcast episode to talk about it or not? Yes or no? No, I did not. There were okay. a lot of tears, mm-hmm. but not a lot of apologies. Mm-hmm. And what would that have? God, what would that have felt like? if you would have gotten that. I
0: mean honestly to to really think about it, mm-hmm. you know, if there was the apology, mm-hmm. I think what would have shifted is and prevented mm-hmm. was the shame that I ended up feeling. Mm-hmm. Because Mingo. so much of me internalized it like okay, this is my fault. Mm-hmm. I am bad, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. I caused this and I'm the root of the problem. Yep. So I, I think be it would have prevented that. Yep. You know, and, and I, then you grow up and, and like another kind of shadow effect of it is like being scared to be honest in relationships then. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. Oh no, they're going to get mad at me. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm honest
1: and I speak up about my needs, oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. And everything you feel like you're bad and you're wrong, you know, yeah. no matter what. Um, I feel the same way, by the way, I'm trying to think through if I have anything to add. <laughs> I don't think I do. I just, I almost just can't even, I can't even fathom it. I think that's what it is, is the explosion happens or something happens, and then it's later that night. It's later that afternoon. Like, the explosion is not okay. It doesn't feel good, but it's later on. It's when you're sitting in your bed, and you're five, and you're six, and you're 10, and you're 16, and you're 30, by the way, and you're just like, fuck, something's wrong with me. I I remember thinking all the way through all the different ways that I should change my face and my voice and my this and my that in order to make mommy happy, right? And if in that moment that could have been interjected by a very quick, very calm, I am so sorry, it was nothing you did. It was not you. I shouldn't have done that. And I was feeling ex- I can't even fucking imagine. I can't even fucking imagine. Now this is the question I really want to ask you. Now as an adult I feel like, I feel like yours did. Did yours ever? Or there's acknowledgement? Yes. Feel like that happened. Only for recently. You. Yeah. It was very
0: recent. Yeah. Yeah. And like we were sitting on the couch talking one night, and I kind of like started to tiptoe my way into like, you know, when we were growing <laughs> up, like that was really Kinda stressful. Yeah. And she, like, literally for the first time, my mom just really calmly was like, you know what? Yeah, that was a really bad period of time. And you took the burden of it. Like, damn, you really suffered the most in the family. And I'm, I'm really sorry that you had to go through that. Like, that wasn't fair for you. And I'm like, holy shit, like, is this really happening?
1: I have physical chills. I literally got physical chills. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. And
0: it immediately in that moment, Uh like, Started to undo all those layers and the years of like, I'm crazy. I'm bad. I'm too much. Me and my feelings are a burden.
1: You know, mm, thirty thirty five years later, thirty whatever. Thirty. Get too yeah. What is math? How old? I? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> it it's still that powerful. So I think that. Well, I mean, I also want to talk about my situation, but I do think that that. That is so important because if you have not apologized up until now, your kid is five, your kid is six, your kid is 10, you can start now. Like, it's okay yeah. if you've never done it. It does not mean like suddenly you're admitting defeat or suddenly you're like, I don't know, falling on the sword or something. Like, it can be powerful starting now, even if you've yeah. never done it before. Never too I late. Mean, if I received it at 30, how old am I, Dina? Am I 36? Am I, 36? I don't I know anymore. We never know. I feel like I'm 36. I think
0: I'm 62 in my heart. I know. <laughs> that feels right
1: (laughs) bordering on 93 uh if I were to get that at 37 36 years I can't even fucking imagine let's now talk very specifically about us as parents now we're not kids anymore we're parents we yelled we said something we don't mean whatever it may have been we I don't know whatever it was you were short like sure yeah you feel guilty. We're ready to apologize. Dina, what yeah. makes a good apology and what makes kind of like a bad, a shittier apology that's like a common pitfall? Totally. We're going to come in. Yep.
0: We are going to own what we did. Mm. Our kids, it, it's not on them. No. Nope. This is about us. They yeah. are children. They're learning. Their brains are not yet developed. Yep. Ours are. Yep. So when we come in to apologize, we start with a sorry. We own it. I yelled, I was feeling mad and I yelled and I'm so sorry. That probably made you feel really sad and scared, didn't it? And you want to acknowledge their feelings because that's how we repair the experience is when we say, wait a minute, I see you, I see how that impacted you, I care about you.
1: Mm.
0: That is so fucking healing for our children. Mm. And from there, we take it one step further Mm -hmm. Which is like an amazing life lesson to be like, hey, next time I feel frustrated, I'm going to work on letting that feeling out in a different way Mm -hmm. without yelling. I'm going to work on not yelling Mm
1: -hmm. because it
0: shows them, listen, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all human. Like, this is going to happen. We are learning. We are trying. Mm -hmm. That's what we want them to do.
1: Yeah, you're modeling. You're modeling. And it doesn't have to sound that perfect, by the way. I mean, spitball it, right? Like, if that doesn't sound like you and you're never going to say the word, like, I mean, my big feelings, fine. Fuck it. Like, spitball it. I think it's the general sentiment of really owning your part in it. And you. it's so hard. This is the hardest part, is... When we fucked up, we got to let the fuck go of whatever little Timmy did, whatever little Johnny did. And that doesn't mean they can get away with anything. That doesn't mean, let's say they hit their sister and that just triggered the shit out of you. They ran into the road and that trip, whatever it was, it doesn't mean that they get away with that. Okay. That's not what it is, but what it is, is this is not the time. This is not the time, right? Because we want to teach them when we are calm, when they are not going to go, Oh no, I'm, you know, We overreacted. We had a bad reaction. That was not okay. We're going to take full ownership this time. And next time little Jimmy hits his sister or next time he throws the toy truck, we got like 18 years to teach them not to throw the truck. And right now... Because the brain doesn't Ah. stop
0: developing until you're 25. Hello.
1: Hello. (laughs) Coming hot with the brain science. I love it. Um, You got so much time. So it's so important. And the hardest part is to take... A little bit of your ego out of it, and to not do the whole like I'm really sorry I yelled, but you just wouldn't stop, you know. Or I'm sorry. I'm not gonna lie,
0: I did that once, mm-hmm. like not it. too oh, long it. ago, where yeah. I
1: just like went off track, yep. and I was like, yep.
0: "Listen, I'm I'm so sorry. I was feeling so frustrated, mm-hmm. and I think, I think the lesson for next time is when mommy asks you." Listen to go to me. put your shoes on, you put, put the shoes, shoes on, on right away. And then put, I was like,
1: yep. oh, fuck. No, yep. not that. Yep. Fuck it. Redo. <laughs> we both do it. We all do it. I yeah. mean, all of us it's, do it. So it's, hard. it's just being, you know, and f- fuck up. Like, it's OK. But ideally, yeah. you want to take the butt out of it. You really don't want to make this moment about, it's too confusing. And I'm going to give you an example because my husband and I, neither of us, love you, babe. Neither of us are good at apologizing. I mean, it makes sense because our parents never apologized to us. So like, what where, where do we have? We yeah. don't have anything to go off of, right? And we're both in therapy. We're also in couples therapy, bless couples therapy. We love to work on the relationship, bless it. Oh God, shout out to our couples therapist. And recently, that's something that we're both working on. Something happened, whatever it was. And However, many hours later, it was a while, you know, it took like six hours later, but I got a text and it said, because whatever it was, it was, you know, he was just like kind of laying into me and just like, God, I was just like, oh, what the? And it makes you feel like a crazy person because you're going back and forth and you're like, wait, what? Like, I think, whatever. Hours later, he's like, I'm super sorry. I was, my anxiety was through the roof. The kids were screaming at me. You needed something. The dog was blah, blah, blah. I'm having an anxious day, anyways. I took it out on you. I didn't mean to. I'm really sorry. It wasn't you. I'm just, I'm having a bad fucking day. Like, I, literally I have just. I know. Oh, <laughs> it's so nice. Even as an adult, in between two, everything in me just like let go of the moment that he was being a dick earlier, right? Because I'm the reason I'm holding on to it so hard is I'm circling and I'm like, did I do something wrong? Was I being wrong? Like was I being this? Like was I doing? And so you're you're swirling and swirling and swirling over the thing that the other person makes you feel by yelling at you or by doing whatever. And him taking that ownership was just like, "Okay, I'm not bad. You had a bad day. That's cool. We can move on." And so When you do that for your kids and you don't do the whole, I'm sorry, but if you just listen to me, it just, it takes everything out. That's what Tyler did not do in that moment. He was not like, I'm sorry, but God, when you want something, you're just relentless. Like you never stop, you know, blah, blah, blah. He didn't do that. It just takes it totally away. So
0: not only that, it it like with your kids specifically, it helps them feel seen, Mm. understood, and it repairs the trust. Yep. In the relationship yep which is so key because now it's like wait a minute like I've made sense of this situation because chaos does not feel good to a kid unpredictability mm-hmm. does not feel good but when we go in and we help them make sense of it that is how we repair the trust
1: our kids are going to encounter people who you know Are going to make mistakes. And then our kids are also going to make mistakes. They yell all day long, right? They're going to do it. So it's not about being that perfect caregiver that's going to set up what's going to happen in relationships because later on, everybody's going to be perfect. And instead, it's like human beings make mistakes. And the why of why we're apologizing is we want. To not only be that caregiver that show them in relationships when things go wrong or they're bad or they feel bad or people make mistakes, that it's not their fault inherently and that we apologize, right?
0: Yeah. No, it's so important. We want them to know that it is not their fault. That's how Mm. we prevent the shame Mm -hmm. because when we don't do this, little kids have a tendency to try to make sense of things in their own way. Because again, like we are all sense-making machines. Like yeah. that's just how we operate to feel our best. Yeah. And so when we take the guessing out of it by helping them understand like, hey, that was not your fault, amazing. Yep. But if we don't, what can often happen is little kids start to say, okay, this happened because I am bad. And the reason they do that, there's a theory out there in the interpersonal neurobiology world, Yeah. is that- Basically, it is scarier for your kids to think that they have a parent who's unpredictable, Mm. who is scary, who's just going to lose it and it makes no sense. So it is actually more safe and like stable and predictable if they can just have a story that's mm-hmm. like, okay, this all makes sense. This is happening because I'm the problem. I'm bad. Mm-hmm. My feelings are bad. My feelings cause problems. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool. Now I can just kind of shove them away. I gotta solution now, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Right. Instead of the story, you're 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 forming the story for them. And the story is Mom is not perfect, mom makes mistakes, mom is sorry, she's gonna work on it. That's the new yeah. story that you're putting into their brain. So, apologizing in general, also, there's some research behind the power of apologizing. So, when feelings get hurt, and that can mean anything you can be yelling, mm-hmm. you can be doing whatever, cortisol, a stress hormone, starts pumping through us both in the person who feels hurt, aka the kid. And the person who said the hurtful thing, us as parents, I can relate, right? We can relate. Yep. We feel like shit. But when you apologize, both people actually release oxytocin, the love hormone that calms your nervous system and promotes a sense of connection and closeness between two people. If there's no other reason to fucking apologize, try that, right? It's going to make you both yep. feel better. And then, if I may, then you move on, right? And and we both have to work on this, like. The One of the most important parts after you have yelled, we call it repair and then restore. Because, hey, mm-hmm. repair with your kid. Apologize to them. They matter so much. They are important. Just as important is you. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest goddamn thing to remember because, like, we put our kids before everything else. And so, Dina what do you do? Do you do it or is it hard for you to remember? I've gotten
0: better. Okay. I've gotten better. Now I'm able to, when I'm sitting on that couch and I'm looping on it, I'm able to remember like, I'm human. We all make mistakes. Like this is part of the process. Me modeling how to repair, just help them. Like fantastic. But also you need to like tap into whatever you need to repair so that you don't end up with the next day, like, in your, ugh, hangover kind of state, mm-hmm. it just, like, carries on.
1: Yeah, and the hangover you know? so- has nothing to do with alcohol, by the way. That's, like, our little phrase for <laughs> when things get kind of, like, treacherous, where you're just having a bad day, and then your kid is non on top, and then you yell at them. Then you feel like shit because you yelled at them, and you loop on it all night, and then you wake up the next morning, and you're like, ugh, fuck, and then you just go through this cycle. So we try to break that, uh cycle By recognizing and not shoving down that we're feeling guilty that we yelled. And then you do the opposite of what your probably human nature is to do. You want to sit there, feel like shit, and you deserve nothing. And it's the opposite. It might be a sign for you to take fucking care of yourself you may not have a partner you may not have a grandma but if you do maybe they can take the kids maybe they can do bedtime so you can go I don't know meet with a friend you could go for a walk if you don't have that you could just do it after bedtime I like to turn on Bravo relax light a candle just really intentionally be like this time is for me because I want to show up tomorrow and I want to feel restored like I might be admittedly at the end of my rope I need a minute for me.
0: Exactly. Meditate, journal, cry, yep. call that friend, vent, you yep. know, like whatever, whatever it is. you need to let that guilt go. Let it go. Fuck the guilt. Fuck
1: the guilt. You're you show good. up the next day. You show up the next that's day. Right. And it's not a cycle. Oh, I feel better. Do you feel better? I do. (laughs) That's good.
0: I feel really proud of our generation, Uh, too. Like, we are really showing up and doing the
1: work. Yes. I feel like, you know, that's just where we need to end on because research, not to get research, 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 but it does show (laughs) that when you focus on the good, more good, you notice more good. Like, it's just, it just happens. And so even right now... Rather than noticing the yelling or the this or our generation yells so much or I yell so much or whatever it is, I want us all to fucking focus on how, like, how mind-blowing it is that our generation is the first generation to apologize to our kids and just focus on that. Just focus how, like, incredible that is. We're I crushing mean, it. We're, I'm yeah. proud of us. Oh, shit. Me, too. Me, too. Okay, should we, should we answer some questions? I feel like we should answer let's some questions. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Welcome back. And for the last part of today's episode, let's dive into some questions from you. Yeah. So our first question that we got, Stacey asks, why are four-year-olds <laughs> so hard? Does it Ooh. get easier? I miss my adorable, fun, easygoing kid.
1: Ooh, this is a big one. Um, I think we always want to start with like, you're not alone. It's really hard. Parenting is really hard, by the way. And I think all ages have, they have hard parts and they have easier parts. I think what I'm hearing is I miss my adorable, fun, easygoing kid. This is a really natural feeling to have. Okay. I don't, I, I just want to put that out there. That makes total sense to me. And if we zoom out, what is it about having an easygoing kid that makes it feel like that kid is better or that life is better? And I get it because it's easier to go to the grocery store. It's easier to get out the door. It's easier all the way around. But I think as parents, part of our work is we have to really mean it when we say, I love all of you. I love every single part of you. I love you when you're mad. I love you when you're sad. I love you when you're silly. I love you when you're happy. And really examining what is it about the moments when they won't put their shoes on or when they are crying or when they are melting down, what about that makes it so hard for us, right? Yeah, that's super fair. Mm-hmm. It's exactly
0: that. It's embracing our kids as who they are wholly, fully. Yeah. And then I think too, you know, maybe related is there's often this kind of misconception. It can come at any age, really, Mm -hmm. of like, my kid is trying to manipulate me, Mm -hmm. you know, as things get harder or they're pushing back more. I'm really just forgetting that this is actually a healthy part of their development, Mm -hmm. is to have this independence, to explore how things work, how your reactions work. When I do this, like, oh, look, this happens. And on that note, I wonder too, you know, like, just making sure we stick with our boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, having a a boundary, not really wavering on it, because sometimes that can kind of increase, like call it pushback, but really then embracing too exactly how our kids feel. When we hold a boundary, they're allowed to feel mad. They're allowed Mm -hmm. to feel sad. We are not trying to make them stop feeling a certain way.
1: Yep. And I think so much of our inner, you know, self wants to have happy kids, not only because it's easier, but also because like, shit, we love them. Like we want them to be happy. And so it is like an instinctual feeling, especially if your parents, you know, didn't respond the same way and you were told to kind of keep your feelings and to be easy and to be easygoing, then it's going to feel physically not great when everything is a fight or everything is a struggle or they're crying or they're melting down. And so you know, it's just our work is just being like, I can set this boundary and whatever may happen after that. It's cool with me. You know, it's like having that no reaction in terms in meaning like just as much of a reaction of if they're happy as if they're like pissed about the iPad going up. It's like, okay, dude, like that's cool. You know, and it's time for iPad to be all done. This is, we're just going to let it flow. We're just going to let it flow. If you
0: didn't grow up in that environment though, it's going to take some work like you're saying probably.
1: And by the way, I mean, we get it because we're both there. I mean, it's not every time that I'm just like, oh, this is easygoing. Like there are many times where I'm like, just get the fucking shoes on. So uh, it's a work in progress, right? And very quickly, the pitfalls of raising an easygoing kid. What we don't want actually is to raise kids who – want to be easygoing all the time. As a chronic people pleaser, I can tell you that you don't want to be raising a kid who is afraid of setting a boundary or upsetting somebody or asking for what they need or asking for some ranch dressing on the side because they don't want to be too much and they want to be really easygoing and they're just like, that's cool, man, like whatever you want. We actually want kids who feel really confident in what they need and assertive and our goal is to teach them how to portray that as their brain develops a little bit more and practice more and more and more. Your feelings are valid. And here's how we can say that. Here's how we can stick up for ourselves. Here's how we can vocalize that. Right. Exactly. So important. Yep. Okay. So we have another question. Are your husband's friends in real life? We get oh this God. question a lot. <laughs>
0: they are and they are total fucking opposites oh kind of my like God.
1: us yep mm-hmm. i think like even beyond cuz i'm trying to think of a common denominator between the two of them dina's dina's husband is like well, how do you want to describe do you want to describe your husband What's mikey like yeah, yeah. he's
0: uh he's like serious yes He's, he comes yes. from the finance world, right? So he's, like, serious yes. and, like, yes. thoughtful.
1: He's mm. a Virgo. Mm. Like, everything must be just so. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. And very um, – uh, I don't actually have a word for it. I guess, yeah, focused, like, intense, you know, like, intense. conversations about, like, you know, whatever the fuck it is. I don't even know what <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. And then Tyler, my husband, is, like – Teddy bear, feelings, flowy, touchy. He's very much like Dina. He wants, like, if he gets very stressed out, he's going to bake some cookies, you know? Like, that's his, that's their go-to, is like, I'm really stressed. I'm just going to bake these cookies. And I'm like, I don't understand. I like... I like that. I just don't understand it as a person. Like that's not what I would do when I'm stressed, but I love it. It's a really great perk. I
0: really get it. Yeah. That's in my soul.
1: <laughs> I know. You <laughs> both do it. So yes, they are they are um friends. They go to dinner. They went to like a basketball game once. A basketball game. Adorable. Yeah, was so sweet. It was adorable. But they are They have polar such a good time. Opposites. I know. I know they had such a good time. They're little cuties. They're little cuties. It is. Yeah. They're like the friends that you would never think would be friends, you know? It's great. It's great. <laughs>
0: um our last question is how do you get anywhere on time ever
1: with children great question great question you don't
0: and this was a great podcast
1: thank you very much this was after bedtime with big (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) fuck that you don't this is okay Fine. real tips fine 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 fine, fine. go ahead hit them with the tips
0: (laughs) all right well the first thing you definitely want to do is prep them Mm -hmm. so let them know ahead of time what they can expect what is going to happen what the plan is so in five minutes we're going to turn the tv off and we're going to put our shoes on and all go get in the car together when we prep them we make that transition easier
1: yep And let's just be honest, give yourself a lot more time than you think you're going to have. you got to factor in the meltdowns. I'm just going to say it. It's not reasonable for us as parents because we don't know what's going to set them. Can we set them up for success? Sure. We can prep. We can make sure they have had snacks. They've had waters. They've had their nap for the day. But you don't know. And so pre kids life. Yeah, we can grab a bag. We can do this in five minutes. Let's get out the door. We grab our keys. We might be needing to buffer in 30 minutes. I mean, for school, we wake up at 530 a.m. My husband and I 530 yeah. a.m. And we leave the house at like 730, 745. That's fucking insane. But that's what yeah. it takes, right? Is you have to buffer in That all these things are going to go awry. And by the way, that also includes like making lunch and doing all the other things. So I'm not saying two hours to get out the door. But hey, you might want to give yourself like 15 minutes rather than five. My kids
0: are like two and a half and one and a half ish yeah. right now yeah. and I'm doing like 45 minutes yeah. if it's important you know, you
1: know if I really need to be there on time yep you gotta get the shoes the diaper bag the this the that the negotiations the this someone or the pooped that. on the way to the car you that's gotta right. go back in <laughs> you know. and let's just say this doesn't mean that when your child melts down over the shoes that we all have to like sit down in a kumbaya circle and now we need to wait it out and let little Timmy let out his feelings no that's actually not what we mean what we mean is it's gonna take us now some time to put their shoes on and hold the boundary while they're kicking like you know the whatever I don't even have an example an alligator like an alligator is that right no alligators they don't little kick feet. they don't okay. do okay <laughs> now I'm just picturing alligators with little fucking feet. little goddamn crocs on their feet because now all my kids <laughs> wear is crocs Okay. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't mean we need to stop everything, and that's why it's taking two hours. What it means is there's just going to be those setbacks. We're still holding that boundary. I hear you don't want to get in the car. It's time to leave right now, picking up their body. It's okay to feel upset. I'm right here with you. I'm placing you in the car now. It just takes a little bit of extra time, but we're not wavering on the we're getting the shoes on, we're getting in the car boundary. Exactly. And probably last tip is
0: like yep. just just be more okay with being late sometimes. Yeah. You know, I've definitely had to get more comfortable with that.
1: And you know what? That that is like the best perspective to have because for a while there, I'll just be completely honest, for a while there it's like what's the other option? The other option is you're yelling. Okay? I'm going to be totally honest. You're yelling, you're frantic, yeah. you're like, "Let's go, let's go, let's get out, let's get out, let's get out." And then you end up fucking late anyways, plus you're yelling. And then you're in the car and you're like, "You guys never listen." And so at some point, I did exactly that, what you just said, where it's like, you know what? Either way, we're actually going to be late today is what it's looking like. It's looking like we're going to be late. And I can either just ride this out and just be like, you know what? We're going to be late. Or we can be late and I could be yelling and upset the whole time. So like... Just embrace that you're going to be late. I think the last thing that some people allegedly do is, like, prepare things the night before. You know? I think that allegedly helps a lot. I'm not taking away from my housewife's time. I'm not taking away from my me time. I've tried it. I don't like it. I end up resentful. And then I yell even more. And we're still fucking late. So it's like, I, I don't do that. But I think that works for some people. Do you do that, Dina? Do you, like, lay things out the night before? Some people do. Uh, rarely. Yeah. Sometimes, but I think rarely. that's a good tip for some people who I really like that. need my nighttime too. Like, I really that's need my, my me time. You get, my one, meantime, like, guys. what, one hour? Oh, like 45 minutes. Tops. Yeah. That's for me. Yeah. I'm not packing a lunch at nine o'clock. This is brilliant. So I'm just letting time. you know I'll be at least
0: 10 minutes late. Okay? Thanks. Okay. <laughs>
1: you are struggling with toddler or preschooler, tantrums, pushback, discipline, picky eating, just all the confusing things, this podcast, we can only scratch the surface. If you need help, our course, Winning the Toddler Stage, is here to help. It is aptly nicknamed the Toddler Manual because it truly has every single thing you could possibly struggle with under the sun between the ages of one and and six within one course. We're not going to do a bunch of workshops. You have to buy the sleep guide and the picky ED guide and the this guide and the that guide. No, everything you could possibly need for ages one through six is all in this one course. We were never meant to do this parenting thing alone. You deserve to have help. We are here for you. You can find that course at biglittlefeelings.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Big We give free tips every single day. They might change your life with one free tip thank you so much for being here with us this has been an odyssey production
0: executive produced by lauren lagrasso produced by Daniela silva edited by bob tabador and theme music composed by liz full then studio lighting designed by shane sackett and designed by jackie Shearman. special thanks to odyssey executive vice president and head of podcast jenna weiss berman and thank you for being here with us we can't wait till next week